Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dear doctor, I have admired you for years. I wanted to tell you I'm delighted that you've taken an interest in me. I don't believe you're telling who I am. Besides, the important thing is what I am becoming. I have some things I'd love to show you. Until then, I remain your most avid fan. Two families killed a month apart in their homes. These attacks were highly organized. The victims carefully chosen. This one is gonna go on and on. That's the same atrocious aftershave you wore in court. I need your advice, Dr. Lecter. If you recall well, our last collaboration ended rather messily. How is young Josh and the lovely Molly? They're always in my thoughts, you know. So it's true the Lecter's actually helping with your investigation. We may have a little over three weeks before this freak does it again. I might not have time. I do. I have oodles. You want to know how he's choosing them, don't you? This is a very shy boy, Well, I know what it's like to have people always thinking that you're different. He is refining his methods. He is evolving. What am I doing here? No one will ever be safe around you, Will. A note hidden in Lecter's cell. The killer wants Lecter to answer him through the personal columns. Lecter gave me your home address. Hi. I'm a friend of your father's. Open your eyes. No. I am the dragon. Give me what I need. Before me, you tremble. I'll call you if I think of anything else. Would you perhaps like to leave me your home number? Indiana Jones Avengers in game it follows. I'm the Great Red Dragon. That's a line-for-line line reading, exactly how it's said in the movie. I'm Sebastian. Remarkable boy. I think I'll eat your heart. I'm Andy Schossler. This is the second week in a row. So I <laughs> stole mine right before I could do it. And I'm Jordan. <laughs> I literally went for like the most lazy quote that I can find, Jordan. That's not me passing judgment on your <laughs> but I was like, that's an easy one that couldn't possibly go wrong.
<laughs> if I told you what it is, you wouldn't try it. We'll go with that one. Yeah, that's a nice one. Gross. Welcome to our review of Red <laughs> Dr. Dragon. Dr. Hector, what is this amazing amuse-bouche? Oh, it's a lamb. It's always lamb. <laughs> <laughs> or pig, I guess. Let's pick the option. Pig's, pig's the obvious one, right? A pork, a nice bit of pork. What is it that they compare human meat to? Is it pork? I've heard it compared to pork. Yeah. Doesn't everything know. taste like chicken? That's the story, isn't it? <laughs> it feels like it should be. I don't know. Welcome to Red Dragon. Here we are. <laughs> The pseudo trilogy of films. It's actually a five part of pentology, but we're going to do the good ones. Yeah. Asterisk question mark. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's but it's Silence of the Lambs with different actors. With Edward Norton. With Edward Norton, that's right. It's a plus for me. I love Edward Norton. That's it. Not as yeah, a person, just as an actor. It's good. It's just it's nothing new. Yeah. It's the same story. All of, the whole film is exactly the same story. No, but you see this person. It's the, the Force bearer. Awakens versus A New Hope. <laughs> I exactly love this. The Force Awakens. It's fine because A New Hope is good. Just like Silence of the Lambs is good. So yeah, copying it word for word. Well, not word for word, but yeah. you know what I mean. Mm. Well, Thanks for a, a fine film. Yeah. <laughs> And we can all agree, I'm hoping this is a lot better than Hannibal. Oh, yeah. We'll go into why, but... like <clears throat> It's better, but it's still not as satisfying as it would have been had it been original. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that the things that didn't work in Hannibal were corrected in this film, it being given that Lecter was given that sort of well, sideline role. They, <laughs> they realised their mistakes and just made the film that they made before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like we, we saw Lecter in the wild as boring and annoying. So put, we put him back in a cage and... Yeah, that's exactly right. They, and I mean, they te- just remade Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> no. With Edward Norton. <laughs> and what's his name? Like great actor. Oh, God. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That too. He pops up. I was pretty happy about that. Harvey I love Keitel. Him. Harvey Keitel's the one I was thinking of. Good actor. Well, the real crying shame yeah. of this film is that there's no scenes that are shared between Anthony Hopkins and Philip Seymour Hoffman because that would true. be amazing. Yeah. Hopkins actually watched Philip Seymour Hoffman scenes. Oh, yeah? He watched him do them. Yeah, despite not sharing any scenes, he was he was on set. Just rocked whatever. up that day. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind don't, of sh- don't blame him. Watching work. And it's, it's kind of a shame because... Hoffman doesn't really have much of a role in yeah, this. Yeah, it's pretty diminished as far as like his role mm. in it. No, it really culminates in him being kidnapped mm. by uh, the Tooth Fairy. By, by Which Dolan is a good Hyde. scene, like his begging for his life scene. It's I think it does well, but it's very short. And yeah. It's short and there's not really a lot of build-up. There really isn't. I mean, Hoffman is introduced as this snivelly little reporter mm. and that's all you get. Yeah, That's all you get before he's kidnapped. Yeah, Definitely a waste. Yeah. Waste of old Phil. But I don't know. I don't mind him. In general, though, I just like seeing him on screen. Like, it's not yeah. disappointing. It's just kind of okay. I wish there was more to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was so, in the invention of lying. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Is that the Ricky Gervais film? Yeah, where he invents lying. Yeah. He plays Jim the bartender. I don't think it was a big oh. role. But yeah, I just didn't realize it was not. All right, anyway, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked majorly from Red Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I know I'm I'm the guy to do that. So. He, was in, he was in Twister as well. Was he one of the bad Twister people? He, no, he was a good, he was the tech guy who just drives the van. He was the sound guy. Okay, he wasn't part of the evil Cyclone Chasers? No. <laughs> I can't remember who was on their team. Carrie so, Elwes. Okay, but he was on- Robin Hood, Men of Tights, which is directed Bill by Mel Brooks, team. who also directed uh, Spaceballs. Which stars Bill Pullman, who was in uh, what's it? 
Sleepless in no, not Sleepless in Seattle. God, that's Tom Hanks. Twist is another. <laughs> but Tom movie. Hanks was in Apollo thirteen, and Saving Private Ryan. We've been pushed, which was based on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have you not mention it because we can avoid we can we can feign a deaf ear on that request for a, a little bit longer. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, so Red Dragon. Oh, we're doing a specific film, are we, Seb? I guess we're we just listing people's. That was you. you just, resumes. I, mean, I listed one thing. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Is there anything worth worth noting before we get into the actual review? Then yes. Do go on. <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins was determined to re-establish uh, Lecter as. A villain, rather than the mm. anti-hero that he became after Hannibal, right? Uh, because he was kind of a, you know, okay, we'll we'll barrack for the for the evil yeah. guy because he's so charming and and, yep. and, and, and so likable. And Hopkins was no Lecter's yeah, <laughs> just a monster. <laughs> you have to see that he's a monster. You can't admire this guy. There's nothing admirable about just him. Just watch us. Watch yeah. his admirer. <laughs> I think the end of Hannibal put us back on the right side of that. Yeah. With the whole Ray Liotta brain scene. I, I feel as though that movie ends with you going, oh God, he's the worst. Yeah, but that scene, it's not it's not shot to be, it's uncomfortable, but it's not shot in that way. Mm. It, it, it almost seems like somebody's, Having a little joke, having a little laugh, like, "Oh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be amazing if, if you know, this was so outlandish?" And they just don't really focus on how awful it is; they really focus on how weird the whole situation is. Right? Yeah, true. Not at how you know ugly uh, a character he actually is. But it definitely was ugly. Horrible. Oh, yeah. uh, well, fortunately, Red Dragon returns to that. He 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 does he does carry that through. Mm. Um. He wasn't on board for this one either. Uh, he, he didn't like Hannibal. Um, wasn't on board with Red Dragon either. Neither was any of the main cast. Uh, uh, Ed Norton, Ray, Ray Fiennes or Philip Seymour Hoffman until uh, Ted Talley, the screenwriter for Science of the Lambs, until he was attached to the film. Then everybody said, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And he's like, I've got just the script for this. <laughs> <laughs> he just crossed just, out a few of the words. Just, just give me, just give me an hour to do some find and replace, yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> and I'll bang out, bang out a treatment for you. Um, care to take a guess who was considered to for Dollar Hind? Ooh, before settling on Ray Fines, who wasn't that well known at the time. No, I don't I didn't think. think so. No, he wouldn't have been. He had worked. In fact, I, I, I kind of made a joke with myself that. There must have been a, a, a short time where Ray Fiennes was just picking roles based on what disfigurement there was. Yeah. Yep. This is, in this one, he doesn't have any teeth. Mm. Uh, Harry Potter, he doesn't have the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you could have picked Ray Fiennes roles yep. for, for a short time after that. Okay, he's, he's got to be blind. He's got to yep. be deaf in the next one. You're missing a limb. I love a guessing game, but I need at least a little bit of a lead-in hint just so I don't go into the sea of actors. Okay, I don't think... They're really obvious, but when I say them, you'll go, okay, they're in the same sort of league and some of them will make more sense than others. Modern day Mark Strong for me, but he wouldn't be on the list. No. But I think he would have pulled it but off. But sort of, he could have pulled it off. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just go through the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Bettany, who played the albino monk in... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Weird looking boy. Uh, da Vinci Code. Ah, yep. Oh, yep. Uh, Sean Penn. Yeah, I can see that. He could have yep. pulled it off. Yeah. 
Uh, Jeremy Piven was up for the role as well. That would have been interesting. I think he auditioned <laughs> for it. Yeah, he, he could have done it. And weirdly enough, Nick Cage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nick, no. Who could have done it? I yeah, think. I think, I think so. he really could have could have done it. I mean. Of course, he could have done it. It probably would have, it would have come it. off a bit more campy. I think he's a meme now. Yeah, but in yeah, two thousand that time, he wasn't really, was he? In two thousand one, two thousand two, yeah. yeah. And strangely enough, Michael Jackson wanted to play. <laughs> yes, Michael Jackson As wanted if his to play. Image wasn't tarnished enough at this point in time. Well, <laughs> he wanted to play this character, but he wanted to play Dolomite. All right, was he? It's your career, mate. Michael, I. I I thought, okay, I was reading it and I thought, okay, this must just be some guy with the same name. Mm. But no, the link was to the Michael Jackson. Wow. Pop sensation, Michael Jackson. Was he an actor? Have I missed like he a part a of his career? He did a few bits and pieces here, I think, but like not nothing that where you would say like, yes, he's an actor. Yeah, he did The Wiz. Yeah. And he did- Is The Wiz the, the Wizard of Oz, but it's worse? Yes. Okay, good. As long as we're all aware that it's worse. <laughs> And he did or didn't do the voice of Michael someone in that Simpsons episode. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like how that's like a, a kind mm, of a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> depending on who you talk to, yeah. the story you get. <laughs> but if it was an impersonator, my God, they nailed Good job. it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going through his career now to see what acting roles well, he did. And it's mostly music videos, obviously. He, but he, yeah. and, and he'd work with Brett Nat Ratner through mu music videos. Yeah, it's, right. it's not like Michael Jackson couldn't act. No. But you kind of hear his name mm. and know that he was, you know, into music. Okay, he could yeah. pull off the costume and that. But could he pull off the role? Well, here's mm. the issue: we look at Ray Fine's character, and for the most part, apart from the little bit of scarring, he appears to be a normal person that's a bit quiet. You look at Michael Jackson. It's hard Jackson, to do that. It's hard yeah. to be quiet deliberately. Yeah. When Whereas, when you are not. You look mm. at Michael Jackson, and he looks super fucking weird. And there's that scene towards the end of the film where they go and speak to his colleagues and they realise that, oh, it's yeah. Dolomite. Of course it's him. And then his colleagues are like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. You wouldn't even need to do this. You hear of one murder that you don't know the answer from and his colleagues have already gone to the police and said, I work with the weirdest motherfucker <laughs> you've ever met. I think it has to be him. Right. And like there are just tips coming from every angle on this person because he looks like a crazy person. Yeah. He couldn't do it. Like you yeah, need you wouldn't to be able to buy it. No. Yeah. Buffalo Bill's character, for example, yes, in a sense that he was secluded from society by that point, mm. but for a character that's in the public so much like this character with an actual job and everything, I you can't know. have a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Do you really notice? They've got to have some sense of normalcy. Yeah. No, but, but, but technicians, you know, he would have been working in, in the back room with, with the tapes because he was what quality control or something for them something or he, like that, yeah. or he maintained the machines. I thought so it was like a managerial role, wasn't he? They were talking, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was so, something yeah. to do with like security. Okay. Like, he had, he had access to he all had the He had a tapes, customer so, facing yeah. job as well because he go to pick up the tapes, which yeah. is why he'd seen inside the house. It's like, that's the point is they uh, yeah, open my door so, yeah. and I see Michael Jackson at the door. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. I do not want any of what you're selling. And that is done. Like, you need him to be relatively normal. Yeah. Asterisk, normal-ish. I don't know. Do you even notice the, the, the face of delivery guys and postmen? Not my Uber Eats guys when they drop the food at the door, but the ones that I open the door, I, they, I will see their faces. <laughs> like it's yeah. I mean, if they look like Michael Jackson, yes. That too. Ray Fiennes, all right. Yeah. Also, that's sort of stating that this is a world in which Michael Jackson doesn't exist. 
Well, true. that's that, that's that's true. the problem. That's I mean, a, yeah, it's a suspension of disbelief. That's exactly right. Well, strangely enough, he was interested in the role, and he did visit the set um, a few times because of his relationship with Brett Ratner. What an interesting human being. Well, oh, yeah. despite being so well cast, um, didn't make that much money. Uh, Had a third following Hannibal. I'm not surprised. N- that's ex- and the year after as well. Yeah. So th- that's why I think there was a strategy of okay, let's just keep the momentum going. Mm. And people didn't like Hannibal, but if we if go back to what they did like, yeah, <laughs> if we're going to do this sequel, we have to do it now because people are still talking about it. Yeah, that's we can't right. leave it another ten years. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, so it had a budget of seventy nine million. But only took in two hundred nine hmm. at the box office, so probably Big drop from the last one. Yeah, probably made its money back if you uh, um, take into account during your advertising marketing and, and such, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, but still, the the the, the winner of um, of the whole franchise, the Silence of the Lambs, of course, which made its budget like sixteen times yeah. over or something. It was incredible. Um, it won some awards, <coughs> Razzie. No good ones. <laughs> um, but I will say the um. Yeah, the, the annual stunt show awards, the Philip Seymour Hoffman person lit on fire on the um, wheelchair person that won an award for, st- for the stunt because that was actually a person in the chair. <laughs> was it Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, that was a stuntman. But um, I don't know. He's a pretty method guy. He's pretty... <laughs> there's he's, method he's pretty and there's getting lit on fire. <laughs> the winner he's, was he's committed to his role. So no, no, you, you, you do it safely. But you know, no, guys, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do do, it's got to be me. People won't buy it if it's not me. The <laughs> best on, Tom Cruise, fire stunt award went to Kai Johnston. And I quote, Stuntman is strapped to a wheelchair with his hands tied to armrest. He is then lit on fire in a full body burn and rides the wheelchair down the city street. Entire stunt is done by a stunt performer with the exception of the final fall out of the wheelchair. The wheelchair then falls on its side and the stuntman is back in it on fire. <laughs> so he would have had to been lit, like, lit on fire twice in order to yes. do that. <laughs> I like how like it's every other thing is just like nominated for best villain, you know, Ray Fiennes and whatever. And this one's like, here's the nomination and here's the exact transcript <laughs> of the stunt because they need to be very clear that because it's a well, fire stunt, but this is this specific fire stunt. I guess you have to because if you just said, oh, up for the award, Jeremy, what's his name? Set on fire. Then yeah. Alfred Thingamabob uh, set, set on, on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to be a bit more descriptive about that. Wow. Um, now on the stuntman's page and he's done some movies. Anyways, but, yeah, despite not being commercially incredibly successful, um, it's still popular. Mm. People liked it. Carries a 7.2 on IMDb, uh, and that's in line with Rotten Tomatoes, 68% critical and yeah. 74% audience. I think like we've been saying, it's definitely the second best in the franchise, so that's not... Pr- like, that's pretty fair ratings, I think. It's like, it's fine. It's not amazing. But and, I, and, I, and I think people who like it will definitely fall into two camps of those that don't hold it against it that it's essentially Silence of the Lambs yeah. uh, recast and those who don't like it because of that reason. Yeah, I'd say so. Hannibal won more awards than this movie did. Are they good awards? No, none of them are good awards, <laughs> but it, it won nine and Red Dragon won four of these ha- bad awards. Hannibal was prettier. I don't think it was shot all that interestingly, but it certainly was prettier. Yeah. I guess that's just... Really oh, okay, so touch, though, there's a couple of makeup awards, and I would say for Gary yeah. Oldman's character, that's not unwarranted. Fine, mm, but yeah. Right. But there and for Ray Liotta's brain scene as well, that would be most oh, practical effects. effects. Actually, yeah. that was, sure. I should have said, that was two lamb brains in his skull for that, that movie. Right? Um, yeah. side by side. Why do I know trivia when I'm not in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, 
And Hans Zimmer got some music award, but none, none of these are major awards at all. Like these are all just the like Fangoria, for example. Like mm. it's we know what it is, but it's yep. not the Academy Awards. Yeah. And know. despite those awards, there was no story, and it made the film completely uninteresting. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sorry, I'm just going to miss if there's anything more interesting, but no, it's it won a bunch of awards in Italy because it was had that Giovanni guy in it, the um Patsy, right? Because mm. he was actually a, an Italian, um, an old school Italian actor that they had pulled from there. Oh, he wasn't just some guy they got off the street and said, look, brooding and No, no, things. sorry, as in he's a long-running <laughs> actor in Italy. Just if, if Hannibal Lecter touches you, just look terrified. Oh, oh. No. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. <laughs> um, but he, as in he won a lot of local awards because right. he's not a Hollywood actor. So I think that opened up the doors uh. to why it had some more nominations because Italy has like 10 actors and they're like, oh, look at him go. That's not true. Italy has way too many actors. <laughs> Oh, this is frustrating. Sorry, just looking at all the accomplishments of this film and Red Dragon, that is. like, oh. It's surprising that people cared about it that much. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because Silence of the Lambs certainly made an impact mm. um, when it was when it was released and has become a cult classic. Yeah, very much uh, so. Again, I, I was saying in the previous episode, it's surprising how recent it is like it is 30 years old but it seems like it's been around for so much longer mm. just because of how because of it, how well known it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly right uh, justice restored the sounds lands won five oscars okay okay so as opposed <laughs> to the the nine fake awards that Hannibal won, Silence won five legitimate awards and had 63 other wins and 51 nominations, which eclipses the 12 of Hannibal. Fair. I was like, there's no justice. What's happening here? Okay, no, we're good. Everyone, everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. Wow, that's a lot of awards. Best director, best screenplay, best writer, best actor, best actress, and best picture. Ooh. Yeah, so it's no like it's a good film. So no wonder when they copied it, it was, well, it was going to be good here. Yeah. All right. Sorry. As we were, I'm just getting lost in uh, irrelevant trivia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Pluto Natural won no awards? <laughs> Let's talk about that. So it, it it really is basically the same story as Silence of the Lambs. You've got yeah. They um, say we can copy and paste the the plot from the old old episode. Just pretty pop it much. In. Pretty much. The the main protagonist is an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. I guess the the biggest difference is that in Red Dragon. He's a veteran who has had a previous encounter with Lecter. Lecter yeah. uh, whereas in Sansa Lamb's clearly starring was you know, um, deliberately placed there because she was a novice. Yeah. Because she wouldn't, she didn't have the the same uh, interrogation techniques yeah. or would not have approached it, and that would be of interest to to Lecter. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this one, yeah, Lecter already knows him, and so he's interested because he's come back. Yeah. For, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but from then on, it plays out the same way. He's helping him in this investigation to track down another serial killer mm-hmm. um, that he's been that he's been pulled into pulled into investigating. Uh, and Hannibal Lecter plays some games with him. Yep. I like the That's Will it. Graham relationship with Lecter, and which is another yeah. reason I really want to go back and watch that Hannibal series because Will Graham's the main character in that. So it is about um. him working with Lecter prior to the events of the beginning of this film where he discovers well, okay. that he's the bad guy. It, it, yeah. it starts off that way, where where um, Will Graham comes to Lecter to say, oh, we're chasing this, this serial killer, and he's investigating Lecter's yeah. uh, uh, murders. Um, and he says, yeah, I think, I've, I think I'm kind of onto something. I think he eats the, the, the victims. 
and Lecter then you know, tries to kill him because obviously he's he's on the case. He doesn't want to get caught. You can literally tell like he's just connecting the final dots there. It's yeah. coming like, which is a nice thing. I, I appreciate the relationship. It's, That's why I want to go back to the TV series because it's it's that for three seasons. It's nice, right. but then you kind of think about it and okay, if Lecter is as clever as he is, didn't he see it coming? And why did he wait until it was obvious that that he was about to be discovered before acting on it. Wouldn't I took it that he likes Will, honestly. I think that same with Clarice. I think he he hates a lot of the things in the world. He's also a very bad guy, but certain people he likes. He likes but Clarice, he never... honestly, and he likes the fact that Will's quite intelligent and he appreciates mm. that. So I think he just lets it be because he likes that it happens. And Starling was after him as well. And had she caught him, again, he would have been imprisoned or perhaps even executed. Mm. But he never tried to kill her. Whereas mm. Graham, he's, you know, okay, if he's fascinated by him, and he doesn't, you know, he he wants him around. He just he just turns once once he's you know very close to sniffing him out, and he and he's prepared to, to kill him. My only thing I would say from the book's perspective, the he reason d- he, he, d- he doesn't even he doesn't even really go out of his way to make it painless. He just mm. kind of stabs him and goes, "Okay, you're in shock, and yeah. it'll hurt less if you don't move." Yep. Well, that's not really relief, is it? Not really. I was going to say I think the reason if he doesn't go after Clarice is specifically because in the books. He tries to he effectively elopes with her. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Whereas that was like a goal there. Whereas in the movies, obviously that didn't come into fruition. But he wasn't. In fact, he was trying to though. He tried to. She just didn't accept it. Yeah. So I think that might be the difference. He's not planning on a life with Will Graham you know, <laughs> after the final chapter. Well, they didn't. They didn't play it. They didn't even allude to the fact that maybe he was attracted to him. Yeah. No. Uh, they. They. You know, Red Dragon doesn't. Doesn't. Uh, uh, characterize Hannibal Lecter as a sexual character in any yeah. way. He's just he's just a monster who is going about killing people. Yep. It doesn't even doesn't really even really bother explaining why. It's just no. He's got this hunger for it, and mm. that's it. He's just a monster. Yeah. That was a choice. I read this. They they were thinking about going into his origins for this film, but they and I actually do agree with this. They said, well, we can tell you why he's a monster, but then there's no mystery. There's no mystique. Yeah. You just know he's a you know. He is the result of his upbringing, yeah. which is and the, what they explore in the next film, which has no actors that we know of in it, um, Hannibal Rising or whatever it is. Yeah. They, they'll go into that origin. But they actively skipped that portion of this one because they didn't want to take away from the fact that, what is he? Like, he's yeah. this larger-than-life figure. Don't ground him. Yeah, I think that's, like, it's just not necessary. Yeah. And for most of the movie, they, they coast on that. They don't worry about why Hannibal is doing things. They just mm. use him for his intellect and for the games that he's going to play with yeah. with Graham. But they do kind of go into a little bit of, you know, origin territory with him by showing him before he's known as this mm. as this killer. And you mean the very beginning? Fact, yeah, everything before the credits. The, the the credit sequence is basically the his trial and yeah. and the public becoming aware of, you know, who who Hannibal Lecter is. Uh, so they kind of go into his origins and then just forget about it for the rest of the film. Mm. So that's that makes it more unsatisfying than Silence of the Lambs, which is just mystery, just yeah, plain. Yeah. You, yeah. you get nothing about him. No, I agree. You're, you're learning about him both. as Starling is, is learning about him, whereas Will Graham already knows about him. So and, and, and so do we. And, and the audience already knows as well. Yeah. So why bother, you know, establishing it? It's it's kind of a. Uh, it's having your cake and eating it too. They're trying to have this mystery, but yeah. also we all kind of know some stuff. We've had four hours or four and a half hours of backstory for this character effectively yeah. up until this film. I don't know. I 
I'm in so far. Like I'm still enjoying this. It's definitely lesser than it was in Silence of the Lambs, but it's, I mean, we keep saying it's, that it's exactly the same. It is a little bit different. And I think a lot of the character interactions on um, on Norton's side, I've just forgotten the character's name, Graham's side. Will Graham, yeah. I think that for me is where the biggest differences do occur. Uh, the villain, while you guys could say you could draw some big similarities between the Tooth Fairy or the Red Dragon or whatever and Buffalo Bill, I think that it's different enough and we do get to see another side of him enough. Yeah, Sure, it's, it's another the- interesting serial killer who's doing things for his own weird reasons. I yeah. actually got some, and I hate to bring this movie up because this movie I'm about to reference is much better than this one. I got some Zodiac vibes from this all. Really? Yeah, well, you've yeah, actually got- A little bit, got, I guess. Yeah, the dragon is literally taunting out the cops that are coming after him, he's getting them involved as well so that people are scared to investigate him. You've got Lecter there supplying all these clues and hints and stuff. So it's kind of like a split portion between them, but I'm getting the same sort of vibes of, it isn't just the cops trying to track down this person, which obviously they are, but it's got such a literal problem solving, a puzzle solving element to it that it reminded me of that. But it's- I can see th- that. There are some differences too, I'll admit to, but yeah. The relationships between the killers. Okay, so- in Silence of the Lambs, uh, Lecter um, and Buffalo Bill are related in the in in the sense that Buffalo Bill was a patient of his, a former patient. Yeah. Because he used to, um, uh, was he doing analysis with the with the police of serial killers, or was he, you know, or I can't remember in the TV show he works to directly with them, um, but effectively because he's, he's like working with Will Graham with the old. With the FBI, so he's yep. you're doing some profiling or something. He's a, he's a police psychologist. That's a, yeah, and he was and he was a former patient. Whereas in in Red Dragon, uh, the Tooth Fairy, uh, um, Dolahide, he's just a fan of Cannibal. Yeah, yeah. which I saw, like, saw the clippings and says, "Hey, you know, I'm I, I kind of like this killing thing as well. Um, I'll send you some pictures. What do you think?" Hmm. I, I, I actually like kind of like it as well. <laughs> yeah, really, it's unusual. I thought uh, it was a fun angle. Yeah, but. It's like there's this serial killer club. Yeah, like, yes. like a babysitter's club. They all get together and oh, you wouldn't believe what I got up to this weekend. <laughs> I kind of liked the, that they were having some sort of interaction between the two because it, for me, it also sort of legitimizes when Hannibal sets up Graham for all these things because he's got a back channel to the actual killer that's out there on the out there rather than, you know, hinting Clarice in one way. So she rocks up at one house and the cops rock up the other house and putting her in that situation. He's also playing into and adding these little elements of revenge and danger, like I'm going to give away your fucking address or at least the <laughs> suburb you live but in or whatever. Yeah, but Red Dragon, okay, and I guess you could use the excuse that it's it's an immature lector compared to the lector we see in Science of the Lambs, but his vanity seems to be driven a lot more by ego in Red Dragon, yeah, whereas yeah. it's subtle in Science of the Lambs. Mm. He, he is doing it, you know, of course, he's he he's going to agree to be with Starling because, you know, he gets to play games with someone. Yeah. So he wants to do that. He wants to show off. I don't think the ego ideas. But he's not going to tell anybody that he's you know he's not going to show them. Whereas Red Dragon, it's obvious that he he likes having fans. Yeah. You know. He's, I, and he and he's enjoying that part, and so he's just carrying all this out in order to to boost that adoration that he's getting from. Uh, from Dollarhide and from mm. countless other people that that are yet unknown. I think the ego part is super just, important purely because he's with Clarice. She's an outsider. It's a bit she's on the nose. Fresh, yeah. But like Graham caught him, and he's he knows he's super intelligent. He knows he, didn't he should be catch better. him. 
Graham found no, out it, that he did it, and Graham's the reason he ended up in jail. I think really. there's resentment there. No, the the movie kind of makes that makes that point that Graham is the one who caught him, and he's hesitant to accept that. And I'm on Graham's side, and he didn't really catch him. He lucked he just, into it, sort of. Oh, well, he did he work just, it he out. He just but. said, "Look, yeah, I I think I've worked out the killer that he that he eats his victims, but he doesn't catch him because Hannibal plays his hand." He stabs him, and Will oh, is just lucky enough to, you know, grab the grab the arrows, you know, close by. He did work it out just before he was stabbed because he went through the recipe book. That's yeah. yeah, but at that point, you know, yeah. we're Lecter, Lecter is yeah. already coming to kill him. It's not like he discovered the book and Lecter says, "Oh, you know, by the way, I have to go see something." And Will says, "No, no, no, we need to talk about this." No, no, there's none of that. Mm. He's already committed to killing him yeah. when Will Graham works it out. So he didn't catch him in the same sense that. That, like he know, catches the red dragon. For all yes. Or, sorry, like yeah. he thinks he does anyway. Yeah, yeah, like he works it out. That's that's right. Yeah, but he's still the reason that Hannibal's now in the yeah. cell. And I think that, that that's the key difference between him and Clarice. Clarice is this, I hate to use it, this innocent little lamb being led to the slaughter that he can have this, this game with. But Will Graham fucked him. Yeah. And whether intentionally or not, Hannibal would not be in this jail. Hannibal would still be working in the police as a psychologist, eating people right here today if Will didn't do what he did. And I think mm-hmm. that's why he's angry, and that's yeah. And I, I, a little bit of opposition between the two, I think, works in that way because they okay. still do actually talk quite respectfully to each mm. other. But then again, it just gives that Hannibal whole different dynamic to it than yeah. what he has with Clarice. But Hannibal didn't send Buffalo Bill after Clarice at her house, for example. Like yeah. there, he's happy to do things differently with different people. So there is, it's similar. I will hundred percent have okay. It's so similar, but there are some tiny differences there that uh, it feels a little bit more individualized yeah. when it comes to the relationships. And they're less subtle and less enjoyable for that reason, I think. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Silence yeah. of the Lambs, yeah, he doesn't lead Starling to Buffalo Bill. But what he does do is manipulate the situation so that the FBI do go after someone who he knows isn't Buffalo Bill in a place that he knows isn't where Buffalo Bill is. Mm-hmm. And instead, you know, Clarice has all, all the tools so that should she stumble upon him, yeah, it's it's going to be a little game that he can enjoy watching from from afar. Yep. Whereas in this one, yeah, he basically orders the hit. Yep. Yep. And, so, <laughs> and says, here you go, kill Graham and all and, and his whole family. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. I All that stuff that we talked about, though, this is the part that I love. What I hate is one of the, I'm going to say, the most Brett Ratner thing in this entire film. It's the fake out death at the end with the setup um, to come after Will's family. And only because I mean, there's so many fucking problems. So, Dollarhide during the film starts. He's 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 shy and reluctant, but for some reason he, you know, begins this relationship with this blind woman mm-hmm. who is lovely. Yeah, who Dollarhide is convinced he's disfigured and deformed, even though it's just a little mm. cut on his lip. Uh, Which is a, a classic trope that we see in. Uh, so that's Doctor Doom's character in fucking Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah. he thinks he's horribly 100%. disfigured, and he's got like this tiny little nick on his face. Like it's a shaving cut for me. Yes. <laughs> but, but okay, he he kind of, you know, he he realizes that she can't see him for what he is. So uh, so okay, it's okay to associate with her. She's not going to be freaked out if that's what he's worried about. Yeah, like like other people would be. He starts his relationship with her, eventually um, culminating in him. <laughs> Uh, playing this, I mean, obviously it's it's his plan to to do the fake out, mm. right? He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he, he, 
the scene is constructed so that he's about to kill her and, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice you to the dragon. I'm going to kill you, then I'm going to shoot myself. And she says, no, 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 don't do that. You know, I don't want to die and you shouldn't die either. There's no reason for, for, yeah. for this to happen. And he, uh, there's a bit of a conversation and he ends up shooting himself, right? From her perspective, she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't know. She feels, the, uh, she feels the corpse and it's all, you know, bloody faced the whole house is on fire uh, at this point and she comes out and tells the police yeah he's he's dead i know he's dead <laughs> because, I, because i felt his face and then yeah the next scene we find out oh no fake out dolahide is still alive yeah because they managed to do some dna analysis <laughs> in a couple of hours which is bullshit <laughs> just rubbish that, that okay uh, DNA uh, thing uh, is also no. stupid the whole yeah everything after dolahide's suicide uh is you know completely unenjoyable as far as I'm concerned. It's really... You would think him building up to shooting himself in the face would be an unsatisfying ending, but it worked. It It actually worked as a good ending. Roll credits. Yeah. And and, and it kind of redeeming because, okay, this, this whole time he's been tormented by this red dragon who he's convinced is giving him instructions and asking for sacrifices. Mm. And he makes the sacrifice by taking himself out and stopping the red dragon from being fed. But no, that's not the case. It's just a, you know, cliche fake out and here we go. Here's but another who is he scene. faking out though? Like there's, he's doing all these subtle acting things to a person that can't see him. That's right. And then does it all and it's just, there's yeah, too many questions raised by the complexity of his last minute plan. The second you start to think about it, it completely unravels and you yeah. go, well, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. The scene where he actually comes after Graham's family, I have no problems with that scene in a vacuum. Well done, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I get the idea of when you're putting a screenplay together, I, you want your protagonist and antagonist to yeah. actually meet mm. in some way. Yeah. As its own little island, sure. The journey we had to take to get to that island is stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's like Dolahide um, goes to his place of work and he notices that uh, Will Graham is there. So I guess from that point he realizes that he's that he's on the trail and he's about to be caught, and that's when he concocts this this plan. Okay, I'll just lure. Um, I can't even remember her name, uh, but I'll, I'll just lure the the, the blind woman. Yeah, that's it. Lure her there, uh, set my house on fire, and pretend to kill myself in order that Will Graham goes home comfortably, thinking everything's all over, and yeah. I'll kill him and his family in a few days. That's it. That's his plan. <laughs> yeah, that's the thought process. Yes, like it's it's like I said, it doesn't. That part doesn't work. Instead of just eloping or you know hiding out somewhere. Yep. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. I guess I mean his back was against the wall. He was being caught. I guess if there's a time for a bullshit gambit, now's the one. But it's. Oh. I mean, nobody knows that he was dating her. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't he have just hid out at her place? She would have been on board with it. I mean, she was quite happy to. Well, and he does kill the one guy that had seen them together. Yeah. Um, what's his freaking name from? Anyway, I can't, I'm trying to find the actor name. Remember. Yeah. But um, so they, they took out effectively the only witness to their relationship because, well, yeah, I don't know. Then he had to go back and kill the tiger people as well. Yeah. People that had seen them together, but I mean, that's not. But there was nothing linking them either because that was just a job. He was delivering some film to a zoo. Yeah. There was nothing. Necessarily, you know, linking them oh, in that any, scene in any was investigation. Too. Yeah. I thought it was nice taking her to see the tiger. I thought, I thought it was showcasing 
okay, this is well, it, 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 it shows, shows that he's still got some humanity in him because he does care for for her welfare, which only serves to trick us when it comes to the reveal yeah. that he didn't actually kill himself to yeah. save her. Sure. Which means it was yeah. why did he do this if obviously that was never the plan? That's right. It cheap the the ending cheapens the it, tiger scene. It, yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. the whole the whole uh, Dolomite going after Will Graham's family at the end. Without that, I think it would have been a better film. Still a copy of mm. Silence of the Lambs, but it would have been more satisfying. I mean, yeah. Silence of the Lambs finishes with Starling, you know, killing Dollar Bill. Yep, uh, Dollar Bill. Yeah. Uh, thinking Bill, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yeah. Oh God, I was going to. She, uh, she actually gets him. He's about yeah. to kill her, and it's her FBI training yep. that is established earlier in the film. She checks her uh, corners. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it's all dark and she hears the cocking gun and yeah, that's it. He's there. Yep. And gets him. And that's where it ends. Which I mean, that's kind of where this one ends, I guess, too. But it's just a stupid road to get there. (laughs) Yeah. How traumatizing though. Will Graham, you know, says to his wife, you know, they've both shot each other and they're both on the ground, you know, not incapacitated, but but definitely not 100%. And he calls out to her, shoot him. Shoot him, you civilian who has never killed anybody and who's <laughs> going to have to be in you know, therapy for the next few yeah. years. It may even, <laughs> may even tear our marriage apart. Shoot him. <laughs> That's a fair request, though. <laughs> don't, don't shoot me. Don't shoot the kid. Don't in shoot the, yourself. Yeah. In the moment, but come on. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just throw me the gun? No, shoot him, he, he calls out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Which, again, it looks cool, but kind of cheapens it. You're right. It is. And it's, it is, once again, I guess, a kind of strange move to have his barely featured wife get the killing blow over yeah. the character that's been tracing yeah. him down the entire time. But I, she wasn't like, she wasn't barely, sorry, she was in the movie quite a bit, but not yeah. not in that capacity. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a definition of a kill steal. <laughs> that was is not that, her, yeah, pretty much. her character's <laughs> kill to make. Um, the character himself of the... Was it Dullahide or Tooth Fairy or yeah. Dragon? Interesting character. I liked his use. Yeah, he sure. was different enough to Buffalo Bill. Sure. Um, different motivations. I liked the whole tracking the serial killer through, you know, whatever crazy bullshit he does, like the mirror and stuff. I think that was all very interesting. Mm. The actual cop team with um, Harvey Keitel and uh, what's his name? Ken Long, who played he was yeah. the, the um great little trio there yeah. going through and that was like my small isolated version that reminded me of Zodiac. It's just yeah. those three trying to go through all the clues to get to it all. It was brief part of the film, to be fair. I'm not, that wasn't the entire two hours of four minutes of this, but uh, I don't know. I like that sort of stuff. I can get behind that. Having a puzzle presented and having the characters work through it and kind of seeing where you think they're going to go and all that. But yeah, it's good stuff. And bloody Harvey Keitel. Great. <laughs> I need more of him in so many movies. He'll never be uh, anyone other than Mr. Wolf to me. Is it Mr. Wolf um, from Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the I name. think that's I think that's right. I think that it's definitely some sort of I mean yeah, a brilliant actor who has done so oh, wait, many is other. It, oh yeah, the wolf. The wolf. Yeah. I was like, is it the coyote? <laughs> yeah, <it's> almost, <laughs> that's completely different. But that's a college humor skit, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, I'm I'm mostly happy with this film. Yeah. Like same. I'm I'm a lot more happy than I was during Handle. I wasn't yeah. bored in this. But yeah, you're all right when you say there's not much. There's not much that was new. Yeah. Once once you start thinking about it, yeah, it, it it starts to unravel. It's not it's not a very well woven tapestry in that sense. It, no, not necessarily. Yeah, but the acting's good. I will say yeah. that. Um, 
some good performances for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Was there anything else specifically you guys wanted to go into? Any scenes? No? Uh, that's the thing, like nothing really stands out, but by the same token, I enjoyed it by like a large margin over Hannibal, <laughs> which does have some memorable scenes in it. I will say, this is not necessarily a good thing, but just something that I appreciate. They In the first um, in-jail meeting um, between Graham and Lecter, they actually shot it pretty much the exact same as the first meeting between... Yeah. Um, uh, just, yeah. just those front-on shots looking you know, dead through, straight through the camera and stuff mm. and just back and forthing it. And that was... That was a nice little touch just to kind of reground you. This is where you're at. And once again, also a lot of the same returning actors. There's the orderly um, that works. I said the orderly. I guess it's sort of the prison guard. Yeah. And there's also the guy from the practice, the one who runs the prison where Lecter's at. The yes. same actors came back yeah. in all three movies to do their bit with oh, I didn't that. even notice that. Um, so like that was good stuff. Like considering these films had such a, a long gap between you know the first one and the second one, and then back. It was just nice they had gotten you know a core group of same cast members, except Certainly. for the fact that Fuddy what's her face didn't come back in Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll get into the verdict then if everyone's happy to jump ahead. You heard the good, you've heard the bad, a lot of opinions, a couple facts. It's verdict time. I'm gonna recommend this one. I I liked it. Everything we've said is completely accurate. It is a shadow of the of the good version of this film, <laughs> yeah. but it's still a good version of this kind of film. I've seen plenty of cop films where they're just so fucking terrible, and this didn't do mm-hmm. that for me. Um, is it perfect? No, but I think that if you've seen you know Silence Lambs half a dozen times and you want something similar but different, mm. this is that this will you know yeah. scratch the same itch for you. Yeah, I think if like if you've watched Silence of the Lambs, you're like, oh, I like that character. I'd like to see more of them. I would definitely go this one over Hannibal. So like I said, not you know nothing like groundbreaking. It is essentially the same movie over again with some new elements. But I'd like if you want to watch another movie with Hannibal Lecter in it, yeah, I'd go this one. It's 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 fine. Unfortunately, it doesn't really go anywhere new. Yeah, it really just retreads, not in an unsatisfying way, but retreads. Everything that the Silence of the Lambs yeah. does, um, yeah, it's not unsatisfying. It just you you get to the end, and it's not a waste of of your time. It's not a waste of two hours. But you kind of think to yourself, well, why didn't they do something else with it? Yeah, that's why fair. why didn't they develop the characters some more? Because you don't get any insights into into Lecter or Will Graham really. Who was just okay. The the difference between. Graham and Starling is that she's a novice and, and he's a veteran. But other than that, they really go about things in exactly the same way. They're mm. methodical and that's just it. Yeah. There is there is a pleasure in watching them solve the case, which is what these films are about. If you like a crime film, and I certainly do, uh, of watching how somebody is caught and how, how and how, they, how their crimes are discovered, yeah, yeah that's satisfying, but... You, you get to the end and, and I, just, I just get this feeling like, okay... That was that was a shame that that it didn't do anything. Yeah, I think this movie goes by really well for me purely just based on Edward Norton's performance. I think it's if good. it was a lesser performance for me, this would have really taken away. But I I just love his character, yeah. so I'm happy to see yeah. whatever journeys he goes on. Yeah, there's the problem with this film is nothing nothing in it. Like it's a fine film just on its own. It's it's very satisfying and has a resolution, cheesy <laughs> or not. However you however mm. you feel about it. Uh, it still works yeah. and you still, okay, you, you get the resolution, you get the, the closure of everything going on. But yeah, the second you start to think about it, uh, you think, why did they 
why did they bother? Yeah, for sure. Because it's it's nothing special. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess well, that's the it's, best way to describe fine. it. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. And it's better than Hannibal. It's better than Absolutely. Hannibal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the socials and we'll get on out. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. You can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow myself on Twitter at JordanMSPP. Yep, and you can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Uh, website, secondtakepodcast.com. Send us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash secondtake. So, yeah, I think we are looking towards doing um, a history of violence next week. And then Munich the week after that. I've not seen wait. either, so this is oh. interesting. I mean... I've not seen either as well, but I, I've heard that they're both quite good in their own ways. So I'm I'm hoping that we're looking forward to a couple of good weeks. They're both quite heavy awesome. films, I'll say as well. So I'm actually kind of regretting mm. having them double feature for us. But um, these things happen. So the only other <laughs> oh God, guys in a couple of in a couple of months' time, though, we'll be doing like the Scooby Doo movies, and oh, I think then fantastic. we'll be like looking back, going like I regret. Complaining about these heavy, God, these nah, those movies these are emotional fun. films. Yeah, oh, I mean Seth Green's in the second one. That's something. Um, cool. Is it a good something? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's in it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think this is the outro button I want. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.